Hi everyone and welcome to Marketplace Jungle, where we explore the world of marketplaces beyond Amazon. In the latest Meet the Marketplace format, our guest today is Jacques Schaar from Allegro, the number one marketplace in Poland and the biggest marketplace of European origin. In the shadow of its neighbor Germany, it can be easy to overlook Poland as a viable expansion opportunity. But for many marketplace sellers, few marketplaces offer as much potential as Allegro. In this episode, expect to learn all about e-commerce in Poland and how Allegro can help you take advantage of this growing market, how Allegro plans to expand beyond Poland into neighboring Czechia, and how Shaq sees the marketplace space evolving in the next few years. Shaq, thanks so much for joining on Marketplace Jungle, where we like to talk about the world of marketplaces beyond Amazon. And in that spirit, you're here today to tell us about the marketplace Allegro, which obviously needs no introduction. It is the biggest marketplace in Poland. It's one of the biggest marketplaces in Europe. But before we jump into that, I'd love to take a few minutes to hear about you. How did you get into the marketplace space and how did you end up working at Allegro? Sure. So I've lived a very mixed life, as you can tell from my accent. I'm, I don't sound British, although I am. So overall, I actually moved back to Poland back in 2012. And I worked at the British Embassy back then, worked in headhunting, <laughs> uh, did taught English as well. I was also a journalist researcher. And about three and a half, four years ago, I came into Allegro. And at the time, this is where things started to change in Allegro. We were focusing on uh, our international sellers and bringing in more sellers from outside of Poland to the platform. So that's how I kind of ended up in, let's say, the Allegro space and marketplaces. And I've been in the team, which focuses on international sellers since, well, it started about four years ago. So six months, seven months after the the project launched, I was on the team and have been here since. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride, lots of ups and downs, but you know, it, it kind of goes with the flow. Especially being there through the COVID boom, that's been a... Exactly. I mean, I started, I started in November, 2019 and then in March 2019, uh, 2020, everything went offline. We had to work remotely. It was it was an insane ad- adaptation for a lot of people. Fortunately for me, for the last several years, I'd actually been working remotely, so it wasn't such a big clash. But it it did take its toll, right, on a lot of people. So. But during that time, Amazon entered in Poland as well, right? They did. I can't remember the exact date that they entered. I think they've been on the market now for about two years. But overall, from what I see in terms of analytics outside of Allegro, so whatever's published online, what I've seen is that they're facing very much the same sort of growth as they would they felt or they saw in the Netherlands, right? So where Bull.com is the home team player, right? Yeah, I think something that really surprised me when I was preparing for this recording was the fact that Allegro is not only the biggest marketplace, but it's like the fourth biggest website in general, like at least according to similar web, Amazon has a, has a lot of work to do if they want to give you guys a, any, any kind of challenge. That that's one. The other thing that um, a lot of people don't know about Allegro as well. I mean, we, we started off in 1999 so, you know, this was a completely different time in Central Eastern Europe. Uh, this is pre-Poland joining the EU. So that's when we, we started as a company and we've grown exponentially. I mean, last year as a company, the Allegro Group acquired Mall, 
which is a Czech-based e-commerce as well as brick-and-mortar player, and they operate in five different countries. But one of our other claims to fame is that we are the biggest marketplace of European origin. So, you know, it's it's a nice marketing, let's say, marketing statement as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for consumers who don't like Amazon, it's it's a it's a nice option to be able to support a local business, so to say. On on that note, are there any plans for Allegro to expand beyond Poland, or is there already a presence outside of Poland? Um, so yeah, I mean, we we've started our international expansion overall. Last year, we started off in February with the launch of the English page. Let's say so. If you're based anywhere within the EU, you could actually can be a consumer and purchase off of Allegro, provided that the merchants on our platform or the sellers export to those countries, right? Uh, on top of all of that, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we acquired Mall, right? So that's part of our international expansion plan. And later this year, we'll be launching with Allegro CZ. So that's a different thing altogether, but you know, it's a lot of work behind the wheels and and so obviously your role at Allegro is helping international sellers to sell on the marketplace there. Are you able to share any kind of figures around what sort of percentage international sellers make up as compared to sort of Polish businesses? So as the project's been relatively new, let's say four years now, right? We've had to develop a lot of different tools, change the back end. Of course, originally it was all in Polish. So I, I had the joy of working in translating from Polish to English at the entire back end for the sellers. I mean, unfortunately, due to the fact that we are a publicly listed company, I can't give you those numbers. What I can tell you, for example, is that we have over 135,000 sellers on the platform. Of course, majority of those would be from Poland, but the number of international sellers is growing. Um, we have a pretty big base from the Asia Pacific region. And Europe as well is growing. But within Europe, it's also a different strategy when it comes to entering new markets as well as marketplaces. Whereas in Asia, quite often, you see that they want to go and conquer pretty much every market. Whereas in Europe, we're a little more strategic in our approach. We have a roadmap. We might not be thinking, okay, today I want to sell on Allegro, so let me sign up. No, it's like six months, 12 months. And, you know, so it, it just depends where... Exactly. So what are the hurdles that these European sellers are facing? What are the things that are blocking them from selling or from getting started on, on Allegro? Is it is it the cost Is it, or are there other barriers, the language barrier? So I, I think one of the major, major issues is around language, right? Unless you have the API plugin, uh, which we also have for translating your product offers and so on. You have to get your product data details and the attributes or parameters in Polish to put on the website. Last year, we launched the English translation bit. So, you know, until an integrator like eChameleon or any of the others out there actually integrates those features or has a feature within their, let's say, their dashboard to translate from English to Polish, it becomes a bit tougher. One of the other things is that our we have a scoring within Allegro for sellers and you need to reply to comments or questions or queries within 24 hours to keep a high score. In Polish? You don't have to necessarily do it in Polish anymore. Uh, you could do it in English and then we have an automatic translator in the back end which will translate into Polish or English vice versa. So that's not too bad. 
But those were those were some of the hurdles that a lot of sellers found in the beginning. The other one is around the onboarding when it comes to providing the right documents. During COVID, it actually made it a lot tougher because a lot of the public offices were closed or there was such a backlog that it took six weeks, eight weeks to get documents. And part of the AMLKYC process is that we need registration documents of the company, which are not more than four months old. So during COVID, this was a bit tough to get because by the time you get around to it or find out that you need it, you have to wait another six weeks to you know get those papers in order. So, so yeah, th- th- those were some of the challenges. And what about what about payout how, for a seller that's on Allegro? How frequently are they paid out, and and is it in Zloty or? So at the moment, the payouts are done in Zloty. We have it. There, there are two ways to do it. There's obviously we pay out on the, I believe it was the first and the 14th of the month. So twice a month we do the payouts. However, if you're earning over, I think it was something like 10,000 PLN, you could get same day payouts, right? But it all depends on your the way you run your business. The downside is right now that all payouts are done in Polish loyalty, but hopefully that will change in due time, especially with, as I said, the launch of the Legro CZ. That should change things, right? In addition to that, within Poland, and this is another thing for European sellers, is that we have two PSPs that we use, which are Pay um, PayU and Shelev24, so P24. So as a European seller, abiding by European laws, you have to meet, you have to pass all the requirements that a Polish seller has to pass. So those two PSPs would have to approve your your account in, in order to be able to sell on the platform. So what does that entail? Is are there any special steps there that say a British or a German seller would have to go through? Generally, no. They just have to go through the same steps as a Polish seller. But the difference is when you're supplying your documents and doing the bank transfer, just making sure that all the details match up. So the details on your bank account or bank statement are the same as the registration documents that you're sending forth, otherwise they'll get rejected. And what the way it'll work is you'll be approved by one of the PSPs first, and then the second one will approve afterwards, but they have to run their own independent AML KYC process. So it, it's it's a bit tedious, but for the sake of the way it works at the moment, that's you know, that's one of the things. I mean we have a we actually have a page dedicated to like the help center. So there are a ton of articles and there's even a sales guide available, so it can tell you everything that you need in terms of the documents. So. Yeah, I, ju- I stupidly threw British and German retailers into the same bucket there as if they were one and the same, but uh, obviously the the glaring difference there is Brexit. Is there a requirement for a European business entity to sell there, or can a British retailer sell? A British retailer can, as, as I said earlier, right? We have sellers and merchants from the Asia-Pacific region as well, right? As a platform, we're an open marketplace, So that means that as long as you have a business entity in the country that you're registered as a company, you could actually register and sell on Allegro. There is one caveat, which is if you want to use our fulfillment service, for example, you'd have to get your Polish VAT number. But that's just a question of applying to the, the specific authorities in the country to get that. So it's not too bad. Will that fulfillment service also supply also do logistics for the Czech marketplace, which is coming? The moment, I don't know. The fulfillment service was launched just over a year ago uh, for Poland. So, you know, the other thing is with the purchase of Mall, 
there is another company within the mall group which is called we do which does which does the courier service within the Czech Republic right so so there 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 may be uh there may be some kind of correlation between the two but it's too early to tell right now I guess that's the downside of having of being such a big corporation is that even though you've got all these pieces of the puzzle it's getting them all in place and getting them all working together that uh, is the and everything is so super compartmentalized I mean you know we go back to this whole acquisition last year as a company we almost doubled overnight in terms of employees and the the area that we cover and so on so it's it's a huge adjustment but that delivery driver working for we do probably doesn't identify themselves as being part of the Allegro group. Exactly. Yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've talked a lot about getting started on Allegro, but let's help figure out if, uh, if Allegro is actually right for the listener. You said that you're an open marketplace. Are there any categories for which Allegro is specifically well known in Poland or is it kind of a generalist? Are there categories that perform better than others or not as well as they could? I mean, overall, like any uh, horizontal marketplace, right? The main, the top three areas are usually going to be consumer electronics, home and garden, and and then fashion, which covers kind of kids' fashion. But it, there, there's a bit of a toss-up between kids in terms of toys as well. So that you know, with between fashion and so on. I mean, one of the claims that we have or that we've seen based off of data is that Allegro is actually the biggest fashion retail online fashion retailer in Poland. Uh, but you know, that, that's also due to traffic and, and how our business runs, right? In terms of the fees and the way it works on the platform, there are no mandatory subscription fees to creating an account. So basically the way you'd pay a monthly membership on or subscription on a lot of the other platforms as a mandatory thing, that doesn't exist here. We have a commission-based structure, which ranges between five to 19%. Of course, it can vary depending on the category or subcategory. Um, I mean, we cover 14 verticals, to be honest, right now. In terms of listing fees as well, there, there are listing fees, but only in a few categories. So usually things like antiquities, maybe automotive parts and so on, uh, or during, in the classified section. Do you know why that is? Why in terms of the antiquities? Yeah, uh, why is it that for some categories, or what, are, what would make Allegro charge... A listing fee for one category, but not for another. That, that that's a question to whoever came up with the, the whole way it was done back in the day. Uh, I mean, I honestly don't know. But again, I think it's because of the types of commodities that are being traded. So within antiquities, we're talking about gold coins, collectibles, and so on. So I think that has more to do with it, as opposed to because then the commissions change because the the prices fluctuate as mm-hmm. well. So. Uh, that's that's an assumption that I'm making. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not actually 100 sure on this. The other thing is that we do have a subscription model, but it's completely optional to sellers. Uh, and that there are three different versions. There's the basic, the professional, and expert. So they vary in pricing. I think the my recommendation is always to go for the middle one, the expert um, or professional. Sorry, I think it works out to be approximately. 40 euros a month. But with that, you have access to a lot of the other tools that we have on the on the platform. So the analytical tools, some of the marketing tools and so on. But that, that might be something to invest in later on if you want to. The other thing is there's an additional fee on 
uh, let's you can call it like a transaction fee at the end every time a product is purchased, which adds up to one zloty. So I guess that's rough calculation. That's about uh, twenty euro cents uh, per transaction. So you know if you're if you realize if you see that you're starting to you know see a lot of traction, then it actually makes sense to buy into the subscription because then you don't have that transaction fee. Makes right? sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, similarly to other marketplaces, we have a loyalty program, which we call smart. Uh, so if you're offering free delivery and you're shipping your goods from France, the Netherlands, Germany, Czech Republic, and Poland, we can actually, um, you could actually be el- eligible to use smart on that. So it's a cool thing. We notice that a lot more people actually buy when they see that the offer is smart and you're you're offering free delivery. Are there any sort of additional requirements on like how quick the product needs to arrive at the consumer? Or is- um, so with smart, not necessarily in terms of how fast the delivery is. No, the caveat here would be around what delivery or courier to use. So from Germany, France, Netherlands. I believe it's DPD and DHL and possibly UPS that you'd have to use. Right. So, I mean, DHL makes sense in the, in Germany, it's not such a big issue, but in other parts it can't be. Um, so that, that, that's it in terms of the smart side of things. The other thing is to qualify for it. There's a course on what we call Allegro Academy. Uh, so you could, you could take the course as a seller, pass it, and then you're eligible to have smart or maintain a, I think it was 98.9% seller rating, which is quite high. But if you're, if you're following all the dues uh, and recommendations, you should have no issues around that. So you mentioned marketing. What options does a seller have to promote their listings beyond the list and hope? Okay. So one, one of the nice things that we offer is we have a welcome program or package. So within that welcome package, you, you have access to one, the anal- analytical tool that I was talking about earlier, but you also have access to what our promotional tools. So we have uh, what, what we call featuring, highlighting, and bold. So when you look at the listings, it, it places your offer higher up on the page by using these. And you have those available to you free of charge for the first 90 days of selling on the platform. After that, it's uh, you get charged. They, they work in a package deal. So it's a 10-day cycle for those those options. In addition to that, there is also what we call Allegro Ads and Ads Express. So Ads Express is a self-service uh, system within our the Allegro platform where you, it's based on a PPC. So you can promote your your offers and sponsor them. And then the Allegro ads is more, let's say, in-depth where you can have banners um, on the... So they're usually horizontal or vertical banners on the platform, on the search pages, um, as well as using Google ads, Facebook, and your offers get promoted in those areas too. Then there's also what we call a brand partner zone. So you could, if you're a brand, um, you could become a part of that as well. Uh, there, there's an additional fee associated with that, but that means that you could build your own store on the platform, have your logo on your offers as well. So 
I mean, it's a pretty much, I, I wouldn't say sky's the limit, but there are a lot of options on our platform for growing your business and marketing. Is this something then that we could equate with like an Amazon brand registry where a brand could register themselves with Allegro and say, hey, look, we've got the trademark. Here it is. I want you to, for example, kick off anyone else that's selling my products that isn't authorized to or... No. Uh, As I said, we're an open marketplace, so we can't really stop anyone from selling other products, at least not at the moment. I don't know what the plans are for the future. And the other thing is... I mean, if I was to look at it from a business perspective, if I'm a brand and I'm selling products and I have a distributor wholesaler who's buying my products and reselling them, at the end of the day, I'm still selling my products, whether it's to a reseller brand or somebody else down the street who's bought it and selling it, my brand's being sold. The The, the biggest issue I think for a brand will be around IP and the content exactly. and making sure that the content it fits in with what they expect to be on the platform. I think a lot of brands use marketplaces, not even as a sales channel, but as a marketing channel. So they'll, exactly. they'll look at Amazon, they'll say to their retailers, look, we're not going to add inventory to this, but we're going to take control of the Amazon listings. We're going to make sure that they look shit hot, that they've got all the A plus content, that it's in line with what's on our website and all of our other brand messaging you just need to latch onto this listing and add your own inventory and shipping price. So from that perspective, I mean, we have what we call internally our PMD. So it's a product database. Um, And if a brand would be interested in providing us with their ENs and the descriptions and so on, we could, you know, put that into the system. And then when a reseller or whoever's selling the product puts in the EN code, then, you know, the images can pop up and so on. The difference here is that the seller also has the ability to change the title or parts of the descriptions and the offers, but at least some of the, the content will be, you know, kept the same, right? Which is kind of the best of both worlds because it gives the brand the control, but it lets the retailer still fix the inevitable issues. Or- Sometimes, you know, they want to do a promotional deal where they're selling a phone and they're like, okay, you know what? I want to... I want people to buy my product because I'm giving them a free screen protector in case. So I'm just going to add that into the description just to get that little bump, even though I'm not charging more for the product, but you know, it's just an additional incentive to buy my product. So on Allegro, are the product pages, is it like eBay where every seller, you could have, you know, 300 sellers all selling the same product? Or is it like Amazon where you fight for the buy box type thing? No, it's, let's say we're, we fit somewhere in between, right? So because it's an offer-based platform, uh, what you'll have is out of these 135,000 sellers on our platform, a lot of them could be selling the same product. And as a consumer, you can search on the platform, find the right right offer that fits you and then buy from either seller A or seller Z or, you know, whoever. One of the beauties about Allegro compared to some of the other marketplaces is actually our filtering option. So within your search. So if you're on the platform and like I was doing this a year ago when I was buying a new TV, right? I was like, okay, I need at least four HDMI ports. I want it to be, I want to have um, HDR. I want to have all these different things. And through filtering, even without adding the brands that I wanted and putting in the budget, I think I narrowed it down to about 10 different models and brands that I could pick from. That's crazy. You know, if you go even deeper into that, 
you could get two or three. And then it's just a, it makes your life easier to choose, right? That comes back to what you said before about sellers definitely needing to be able to add those attribute values into their data. And if it's all in Polish and they can't do that, they're losing a lot of potential customers. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, that's another thing with, with Allegro. Our taxonomy is updated quite often. So, you know, if, you know, when you're integrated with us, you need to make sure that you're on the ball doing, making sure those updates happen a lot. I think last year we had about 10 or more taxonomy updates throughout the course of the year. So, yeah, that's what we're, I mean, we see that with, with Amazon and eBay, you know, we, we often will download, I mean, we, and that's the thing with the communion is that we're always getting those taxonomy updates and, you know, we'll see multiple changes a week sometimes from, from the big marketplaces. So that's, uh, that's quite common. So I wanted to come back to the topic of seller metrics because you mentioned that if a, that there's that sellers have to, for example, respond to certain messages within 24 hours. It sounds like there's maybe some delivery expectations as well. What happens in the event that a seller doesn't respond within 24 hours? Is it a warning? Is it a, a direct suspension? So it really depends on quite often on a case-by-case basis. But what tends to happen is... If I, as a consumer, have made a complaint or said something or sent a message, the first thing that starts to happen is the score of the seller starts to drop within the system because they haven't replied within X amount of time, within 24 hours, right? Um, and then if I, as a seller, uh, consumer, continue to send more messages, then Allegro would get involved. I mean, when it comes to the suspensions and so on, that does happen, but it happens more so... If you use a seller haven't paid your invoices, if there's some kind of other disputes, um, if your products, for example, are listed and they're not authentic or they don't match with what the description is. And I mean, there's a whole variety of reasons why you could have a sales suspension or be um, blocked from selling on the platform, right? Um, but a lot of times what happens is if you actually talk it through with the consumer, it's not so bad. And you know, to respond within within 24 hours, when you're on multiple marketplaces, it may be tough. But if you have someone dedicated to each marketplace within your team, you know, it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. I imagine there's also service providers that can take care of that for people as Indeed. well. Is there is there an option to appeal for an account suspension though? Can people get back online once they've been kicked off? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we, we're an open marketplace. So, you know, you'd speak to, if you have a key account manager, you'd speak to them and they'd be able to help you out. Or if you don't have a key account manager, you'd talk to the customer experience team and they would be able to look into everything and check on it. One of the other things that we haven't touched on in general is you were talking about Allegro being like the fourth most popular in terms of similar web. What you also see is that Allegro is used as a search engine, a product search engine. Yeah. So quite often, and this is actually really good for the brands or the sellers, because if somebody's searching, doing their product search on Allegro itself, they are generally 91% more likely, or in 91% of the cases, they end up closing the purchase on Allegro, right? So... If we look at the statistics as a whole, this was a survey which was published in June 2022. And what they found is, okay, these numbers have dropped since, since over the last several years, but 
it's still quite high based off of the off of what was published last year. So 30% of buyers or consumers actually start their product search on Allegro compared to 18% on Google. And then the other bit, which is even more interesting is, as I was saying, about the conversion. So out of that 30% who start their product search on Allegro, 91% are, are more likely to complete the purchase on Allegro. And out of that 18% who start on Google, 57% are going to complete their purchase on Allegro. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, it just shows you how important Allegro as a brand is in, in Poland and where people actually trust to do their shopping. So what is the Polish e-commerce market like? Sure, we can cover that. So if we're talking about the general e-commerce market in Poland, right? Poland as a country has about a population of 38 million inhabitants and of which 77% actually purchase online. So that's a pretty big chunk, right? In 2021, the marketplace share, not talking necessarily only about Allegro, was about 45% of the total online sales. And by 2027, this should grow to 55% of market share, right? So they're becoming more e-commerce and marketplaces are becoming more popular. What's interesting overall, of course, are the gender gaps when as to who's buying, as well as the age ranges and where most people are located. So 52% of Polish online buyers are women. The highest percentage in terms of age that are buying on the online is the age range between 35 and 49, which accounts for 33%. However, a growing number are within the 50 plus category range which accounts for about 30% of the online buyers. So when we're looking at it, 20% of the buyers are actually between 25 and 34, which is quite surprising compared to other regions, right? I mean, it future-proofs it a bit. Yeah, exactly. In addition, when we talk about the educational background of the biggest target group, they've, they have their of higher education background, whereas that, which accounts for about 40% and 37% have completed secondary school, right? And again, unsurprising, most of the people who actually purchase online in Poland are from cities of uh, 200,000 plus residents, which accounts for 34%, and 50 to 100,000 residents is about 22%. With the other one is, which is slight... Actually, let, let's rephrase that. So if we talk about... Residents in villages or the 50 to 49,000 residents or even 50 to, uh, to 199,000 residents, we're talking about 21, 22, 21, 23, and 22% of the population that are covered in those areas buying online and 34% of the population who live in big cities actually buy online. So statistics aside, from your experience in this space and from your citizen of the world mentality you've got a bit of a unique perspective on this so i'm curious on your vibe on your feeling for a typical polish consumer if i'm a slightly higher priced brand whether it's high-end fashion or you know just something where the average order value is maybe above that 50 to 100 euro range sure how much of a market is there for me in poland so there could be a pretty big market for you in general. I mean, what? Okay, 
Inflation aside, although we can never take inflation out of the question, especially talking today, right? Um, what we saw last year is that the average basket size in terms of purchases on Allegro actually grew 11.3%. So we're talking about approximately, I'm giving a guess here in terms of conversion, like the average basket size was something around five, 600 euros, quite substantial. And within Poland in general, again, not taking inflation into account, people have started to earn a lot more over the years. So if I look back to when I was living here back in 2008, the salaries were a lot lower. And now, you know, as time has gone on, as companies have developed, as competition has grown and talent, people are actually starting to earn a lot more, which actually means that they have more of a disposable income. So are happy to spend a little more. I mean, granted that during the pandemic, it kind of messed up the world globally with when it comes to e-commerce. So the perceptions and the forecasts following that were ridiculously high. Um, but, you know, we've seen that even last year, we still had about 15.9% growth year on year in terms of our GMV, which when we look at some of the other players within Europe, they actually saw a bit of a drop and didn't see as high of a growth in terms of sales in GMV. Impressive. And I think, you know, that really speaks to just in general, what you guys have built over there, because Allegro is becoming more and more well-known specifically outside of Poland. You know, obviously in Poland, it's, as you said, it's a household name. If you think online shopping, you just said that the odds are pretty good that you associate that synonymously with Allegro, but it's becoming renowned outside of Poland. And I think that's similar to bowl.com in the sense that if you think of Polish e-commerce, you think Allegro, which is a very impressive accolade to to the way that you've built the marketplace there. Oh, completely. And I think also, as um, you know, we're talking one of the one of the jobs that the team that I'm a part of is doing is actually promoting Allegro outside of Poland, right? So we've been at so many different fairs within Germany, the Netherlands in the last two years because the pandemic kind of slowed us down. But you know, we've come back and. We're trying to do more and educate everyone outside of Poland, obviously, about what they what what the opportunities over here are. And it's not just Poland anymore; it's growing within the Central Eastern European region as well. So, you know, as a brand, if your brand is not as well known within this area, it makes more sense to sell in a marketplace. I mean, it doesn't have to obviously be Allegro, but. I'd be more than happy to have you on Allegro compared to other marketplaces. But, you know, selling on a marketplace actually brings you a ready-built base of customers, right? Um, you don't actually have to invest that much in terms of localization, in terms of marketing your brand as much, creating everything from scratch. Once you start to see that there's a lot of traction, you can continue to sell on the marketplace as well as build your um, D2C sites, whether it's a website or whether it's putting it in retail as well. So, you know, it, 
it's a foot in the door into a new market. And that's one of the biggest advantages of marketplaces in general, because if you do see success on Allegro, the obvious next step is to then create a translation of your D2C website and to begin offering some kind of localized experience to Polish consumers who then, once they've discovered your brand, try and find your products directly. And, And that's a good way of testing out whether or not that's a worthwhile investment as a step two or step three. Precisely. And, you know, when you have eChameleon or any of the other integrators that, you know, you use as your omni-channel partners, it makes it makes complete sense. Why not just test it out? If it doesn't work for you, at least with Allegro here, you're not tied into monthly subscription fees unless you choose to be. You only pay for what you've sold on the platform realistically, other than, you know, the marketing aspects. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win low-cost option here so i think any business which is realistically evaluating allegro as an expansion option they're probably already selling on other marketplaces specifically amazon which means that they've already got margin built in for that and i think that leads to a good way to wrap it up if i'm looking at allegro as an expansion option beyond amazon where do i factor in what kind of pricing do i have to factor in here because Obviously, there's going to be X amount of my margin set aside for advertising. I've already got that built in. Maybe I've got to pay you know, an extra euro or something to cross the border from Germany into Poland or, or to get it that little bit further across Europe. But can I sell my products for the same sort of price in Poland as I do in Western Europe? So that will all really depend. I mean, what I would recommend at this point is if you're really interested in Allegro, why don't you find out what your product is selling for on the platform. Obviously, there might be different pricing because Allegro as a platform, we have our um, B2B page. We also have our C2C and the main one, which is the marketplace model, right? Have a look at the pricing structures on the platform itself before you jump in with your pricing strategy. See what's going on, how you can, you know, how you can play with the numbers a bit in terms of what you can offer um, without losing too much or without losing anything. You know, while people are starting are earning more at the end of the day on any marketplace that you go to in the world, you're going to a marketplace because they offer, they generally offer better pricing than going to a brick and mortar store. It's convenient. You have delivery to your home or to the par- parcel net, uh, parcel locker or whatever. You know, you don't have to go stand in queues. So, you know, you have to kind of match that up with everything else. Also, as a brand, you have potentially less overheads by selling on a marketplace because you're only dealing with the fulfillment and shipping and you don't have to deal with retail staff or rent of a property other than your warehouse to sell online, right? Absolutely. And that's what I mean. I think a lot of these sellers would already have that sort of stuff in place. But let's say all of these factors considered on, on Amazon Germany or Otto or Zalando, they're selling it for 95 euros. Can they get away with asking the same price in Poland or do it they need to? The product, it, depend, it really depends what the product is. I mean, if we're talking about something like computer or TV, sure. If we're talking about a pair of shoes, depends what we're talking about, right? If we're talking about Jordans, yeah, why not? I mean, 95 euros is a steal for Jordan's money. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, really, a, a, really a brand, a D2C brand that's 
you know, like a startup brand that isn't a Nike, it's not Puma and Adidas, it's not a Sharp or a Samsung. It's it's something that it's a good quality product that's been well made by people who know and understand their niche. Let's say maternity clothing, sustainable maternity clothing. I mean, honestly, it's if the brand's not known here, it may be tough to penetrate at those pricings, at that price range. But again, I'm not the foremost expert on how to how to price maternity brand branded products on the platform. That said, if we're talking about some of those products that are used within while somebody's pregnant, I mean, they although you're going to use them for a short period of time, they're something that you want to feel comfortable in. So, you know, all those things considered, you could probably get away with selling it at that price point, but it's safer to just do your research, look into what the pricing is for similar products, or if somebody's already purchasing your products, what are they selling it for online? Not necessarily on Allegro, but are they selling it in Poland? Look, look at your website as well. How much traffic do you see coming from Poland? If you see that there's quite a bit of traffic and people are willing to spend that much on your platform, buying it directly from you, maybe try going onto the platform and getting the other users who don't know about your brand. There are a lot of strategies in place that one could implement. I mean, obviously the most organic is seeing what goes through your website and then building on that. Absolutely. That's obviously the advantage of then having that data yourself. But if you are just confident that there's some kind of a market for you in Poland, then let's get selling on Allegro. Exactly. Cool. Jack, thank you very much for, for sharing that. It's really, really interesting to get that feedback from the marketplace perspective. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience before we call it a day? Well, I mean, to be honest, I'd just like to see all of you online selling on Allegro. If you need any help or advice, reach out to myself. You can get catch me on LinkedIn. So. So it's not a problem. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks again for joining. And yeah, until next time. No worries. Take care. Thanks again for taking the time out of your day to listen into this episode of Marketplace Jungle. There's more Meet the Marketplace episodes coming soon. So do keep an eye out for those if you're looking for more opportunities to expand beyond Amazon. Amazon might have a local entity in Poland, but if you really want to take advantage of the fifth largest EU country, you really can't look beyond Allegro. If you are interested in selling on Allegro after this, please do reach out to me to find out how eChameleon can help you get started there. In the meantime, thanks for joining. I'll see you next time.